Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. It is Tuesday, October the 3rd, 2023. So glad that you are on today. If you're having a fantastic week so far. Um, as we begin a, uh, a new book of the Bible, 2 Timothy chapter 1 today. So we're starting a new book. So, yeah. Glad that you guys are on. Um, finished up 1 Timothy yesterday. This 2 Timothy, interesting, is like the, old, the last uh, writing of the Apostle Paul in the New Testament. So it's kind of his... First uh, Timothy, Second Timothy, obviously Second Timothy being um, after First uh, Timothy, naturally. So yeah, so this is uh, his last penned work that we have in the New Testament, and he's again writing to his young protege uh, Timothy, giving him some words of encouragement and um, counsel uh, as he uh, continues ministering in Ephesus. So. All right, you guys, let's uh let's dive in. Second Timothy chapter one. And uh, let's see what the Lord has to say to us today. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's do it. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, in keeping with the promise of life that is in. Christ Jesus. All right. Um, so Paul just kind of again rehearsing um, uh, his calling and um, that this was the will of God. And to Timothy, my dear son, Timothy was like a son to Paul, right? It was like a uh, like a son to him. It wasn't his biological son, uh, but it was he was de- certainly a son in the in the faith, and uh, uh, he felt like a, you know, to Paul, he was like a son. He saw him learn and grow and develop and mature and become a minister in his own right. So, yeah. Um, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Verse 3, I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience. Hmm. This is interesting, right? Like, so Paul, again, I mean, this, he sees his Christian faith as a, as as being uh, in, uh, consistent with the, the faith of his ancestors who lived before Christ. So as a Jewish man, he's saying, you know what? I worship Jesus with a clear conscience. I am not abandoning my Jewish faith or my Jewish roots 
in the worship of Jesus. So I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience. So they worshiped with a clear conscience. Those who were truly worshiping God, uh, living for God out of faith, and not simply because you know they were uh, Jewish Jews by birth, but Jews also a circumcision of the heart. They truly had a heart love and devotion to God. And so they had a clear conscience. He said, I'm, I'm, I have a camaraderie, I have a connection with my ancestors who also lived uh, for God with a clear conscience. And I, as a Christian now, having put my faith fully in Jesus, I don't see this as an abandonment of those folks, those faithful people from my past, but I actually am in, um, I find camaraderie with them. I thank God. Um, verse, uh, recalling, remembering you in my prayers. Verse 4, recalling your tears. I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. Um, Timothy, not sure what Timothy was crying about, but he was crying about something. <laughs> I remember you, remember your tears. Um, uh, could have been a, a tears of, of longing to see Paul, missing him, um, maybe worried about him, maybe concerned about him, um, maybe uh, tears and, and um, devotion and prayer. Uh, devotion to God, like maybe Paul's reflecting here on um, Timothy's passion for God, right? I remember your tears, that passionate devotion, that passionate longing to know more and to uh, draw closer to God. So remembering that, remembering that, that, that heartfelt devotion, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. You know, people who are passionate about their faith inspire us, right? Even in worship. You know, when you see people in worship, truly, you know, as best you can tell, they're giving their all to God. They're truly engaged in worship. They're truly engaged in prayer. It, um, it, it moves us. Paul's saying, I, I think of how your, your devotion to God, and I long to see you so that I may be filled with, with joy. Verse 5, I am reminded, reminded of your sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded now lives in you also. So now it definitely sounds like the tears are related to his passionate devotion to God. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. So glad you guys are on. Started a little early today. Um, depending on how things go in the morning, I'm all, it's going to be around 7 o'clock every day when I get on. So just, um, yeah, glad you guys found it. But here, Timothy, back to the scripture, Timothy, uh, Paul is like, now it's clear that Paul is thinking about Timothy's devotion to God and a devotion that um, didn't, that was also seen, that same kind of devotion, heartfelt devotion was seen in his grandmother Lois and in his mother Eunice. Verse six, for this reason, I, am rem I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Hmm. There's a gift in you, man. It's a reminder for every one of us that there is a gift in you. Fan into flame that gift that is in you. The gift has in, been, in, been placed in us, uh, whatever that gift is. And some people have many gifts. The gift is given to you sovereignly and graciously. That's 
You can't control that. But what you can control is fanning it into flame, feeding it, developing it. Um, gifts are rarely given, usually never given full grown. Right? They're, they come in, they come in an immature package, and we have to develop them. You think of someone who may have a teaching gift, or a uh, even witnessing or evangelism gift. Um, we we invest in that gift. We practice that gift. We utilize that gift. We learn about that gift. We discuss our gift with other people, um, and we it becomes more mature. Um, preaching gift. Uh, leadership gifts, um, a lot, you know, looking at my own life, I probably had a leadership gift for a long time, but hopefully it's developed over time as I've invested in it, as I've spent time learning from other leaders, as I've done some leadership, <laughs> as I've prayed about my weaknesses and my strengths, as I've, you know, did assessments. So, the gift is given to you, but it's up to us to develop it and to pour into it. Some people think, you know, just because they have a gift, they don't, it requires nothing of them just to fan, just, you know, just utilize your gift. Well, no, you need to fan into flame that gift. Um, and, you know, sometimes when you're around a campfire, that fanning into flame can be a lot of work. You know, you ever had a campfire that's not cooperate, cooperating? You got to keep putting air on it, get those, uh, get those embers to burn a little bit. So they kind of fan into flame. And sometimes uh, developing our gift is uh, takes a little work, a little effort. Um, a lot of people I've seen underutilize their gifts. Um, and I guess there's some sense in which we, very few people, tap out their gifts. <laughs> I mean, some do. But they're also plenty of people I've seen who really, really um, waste their gifts, um, squander uh, what God has given them uh, because they don't invest in it. They don't invest in the time, the energy, the effort, the servanthood, uh, the learning, the accountability to really develop uh, that gift into something that could really be tremendous for the kingdom of God. Yeah. I mean, I tell young leaders now all the time, it's like uh, when, I, when I have a good chance to stand in front of young leaders or pour into the lives of younger leaders, I tell them, look, talent is overrated. <laughs> the longer I live, talent is overrated. There are plenty of talented people, but people with tremendous potential. That's, you know what, God has gifted a lot of people. What is rare is someone who will actually take the time, energy, effort, and discipline to invest in their talents, to invest in their gifts, and really bring them out to uh, maturity and fruition. That's, that's what's rare. Um, talented people, dime a dozen. <laughs> yeah, right. Talented people, dime a dozen. They're not really hard to find. Uh, people who will show the discipline to really develop their gifts beyond mediocre, that's a rare commodity. So here Paul's saying, fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through laying on of my hands. For the gift of God, for the gift God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So God doesn't give a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind, sound, sound discipline. 
Man, that's maybe a good word for somebody today. God doesn't give you a spirit of fear. If you're if you're fearful, if you're fearful of a circumstance, if you're feel, fearful of a person, if you're fear whatever, that's not of God. God doesn't give a spirit of fear. He gives a spirit of power, of love, of self-discipline, of a sound mind. Um, and so that fear is coming from somewhere else. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. So don't be afraid of Jesus. <laughs> Wherever you go, whatever you do, don't be afraid of Jesus. Don't be ashamed of Jesus. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his, his own purpose and grace. Hmm. So Paul is reminding Timothy, hey, God sovereignly called you to live this holy life. Um, not because of anything we've done, done to deserve it, but because of his own purpose and his own grace. Wow. Man, God, God has called you. He's called you and redeemed you and saved you and called you to this set-apart life. Um, not because you were particularly holy and good or because I was, but because of his purpose and because of his grace, his unmerited favor. We didn't deserve it. Hmm. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Wow. So this grace is given to us through Christ before the beginning of time. So God intended to give this grace uh, before the creation of the world, but now it has been made known, it has been seen, because he has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light. He's, he's, he's revealed it. It is now accessible. You can see it. And how do we see this salvation? How do we see this, um, uh, this grace? We see it through the gospel. Life, life and immortality has been brought to light through the gospel. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. So Paul sees himself primarily as a teacher and a heralder. Heralder. It's a heralder, someone who announces news. A heralder is someone who announces things. And that's what you are. That's what you and I are. That's what we are as we go out. We herald the good news everywhere we go. In word and in deed, we go and we live out and proclaim. We herald the good news. One of the uh, news, back when I served at a church, their newsletter was called The Herald. Called The Herald. Their church newsletter was called The Herald. That's why, right? The heralder, heralder of the good news. Uh, verse 12, that, that is why I am suffering as I am. Why? Why is he suffering? Because he's heralding the good news. And we suffer if we herald. That's part of it. I mean, there's going to be some persecution when you share the good news. But we don't operate out of fear uh, because God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. He gives us a spirit of power. 
love and a, and a, a sound mind or a self-discipline. Um, that is why I'm suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame because I know... Oh, I love this one. I know whom I have believed, and I'm convinced that he is able to guard that which I have entrusted to him against until that day. Mm. What's he saying? He's saying God's going to complete his work in me. Come on, child of God. It's true. God's going to complete his work in you. He is not going to keep working until he uh, is completed the task, until the day of Christ Jesus, until you stand before the Lord. God's going to continue to work in you and work for you and work on you and in you and around you. He's going to continue to develop us and grow us and mature us. He, ain't, he is not going to stop that work till we, till we all stand before him on the final day. And Paul says, I'm convinced, I am persuaded that he is able, he's able to complete the work that he began. Come on, y'all. He's able to complete the work. Sometimes we we'll work, man. Come on. Some of us, we we are work. We are a hard work. <laughs> Some of us are real hard work. But, but even that, he's going to keep working. You know, some clay just hard. Some, some clay just get crusty and hard, and it's hard to mold. But you know what? The potter, he's going he gonna to figure it out. He's not, he is able to take the hardest clay and mold it into his vision for what he has for that clay. The best version of yourself. You know, people always say that. Be the best version of yourself. Well, here's what I'm, I would suggest. We don't really even know what that is. God does. So as we surrender our lives to God, he will form us into the best image of ourselves. If we just try to think up something that this is the best image, I'm going to go do, we're probably going to miss it. But as we surrender to him and his purposes and his plans day by day, like, a, like clay on a, wheel, on a potter's wheel, man, He's going to mold us. He's going to make us. He's going to shape us. And he's able. He is able to do what he started, to complete what he started. I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him against that day. So my faith that I've put in him, he's going to keep it until that day. I am persuaded that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. So nothing wasted. None of our, your faith, none of your trust in Jesus is wasted. Everything that you've entrusted to him, your life, your hope, your destiny, your salvation, um, he can, he's going to guard it and keep it in, until the very end. He's gonna, uh, he, he is the anchor that holds, as it were. He's sufficient. Verse 13, what you heard from me, keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Mm. What's that good deposit? The truth. The truth, the gospel, teaching. Um, encouragement, all of the all of the things that have been been invested in us, 
um, guard that good deposit. Uh, Paul's saying that investment that I've made in you spiritually, the, the conversations that we've had, the teaching that we've uh, uh, had together, what we know about Jesus, the gospel, guard that deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in you. Hmm. Lean on the Holy Spirit. Another good word for us today, man. Lean Today, let's lean on the Holy Spirit. Let's guard what's been entrusted to us. Um, this treasure and earthen vessels, let's guard it, and uh, let's prove worthy of it today. The Holy Spirit lives in us. He'll help us guard it. He'll help us cultivate it. Let's lean on Him today. Verse 15, you know that everyone in the province of Asia has deserted me, including Phagelus and Hermogenes, and jerks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe you're talking to Jesus this morning. You're like, you know, so and so, they deserted me. They were supposed to be with me, thought they was going to be my friend. They done bailed on me. That's real, man. That's real. You know, when you're talking to the Lord, you can be real. You can you can be honest. God, this is disappointing. I thought these people, I thought these brothers was going to be with me to the end. They bolted. That's disappointing. Lord, I thought this was going to turn out. It didn't turn out. That's disappointing. So you can almost you can hear the disappointment in Paul's voice. He's like, I thought these brothers were going to be with me, man. They deserted me. In fact, everyone did, including these two. I, the other ones, I wasn't so surprised they deserted me. But these old boys, you know. These these hurt. These cut a little deeper. Hmm. Verse 16. May the Lord show mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, Onesiphorus, because he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. Hmm. Man, that people would say that about us, that we refreshed them. Are you a refresher? Are you, um, do you give energy or do you suck energy? <laughs> now, I know everybody on this podcast, they're energy givers, but we know people who are energy vampires. They suck the energy out of us. They suck the energy out of the room. Um, they suck the life out of us. Uh, but we, but this is about us for a minute. Let's look at our own lives. And when I enter a room, am I giving life? Am I refreshing? Am I building people up? Am I like a breath of fresh air to the room? Or am I someone who sucks the life out of the room? Paul says, I remember this brother that actually refreshed me. Onesiphorus refreshed me. He, he, he was like a breath of fresh air. He encouraged me. Even when I was in chains, he was able to lift me up. Man, I, we want to be like that. Verse 17, on the contrary, when he was in Rome, he searched hard for me until he, fa until he found me. He's like, he, that boy was determined to come and refresh me. He searched and found me. May the Lord grant that he will find mercy from the Lord on that day. Hmm. That's pretty kind, right? He's like, man, I pray that the Lord will bless that brother on, uh, as he stands before the Lord for the way he refreshed me. And the Lord bless him for that and show him mercy for, for that. 
You know very well how in many ways he helped me in Ephesus. Wow. Pretty personal there. The personal appreciation Paul shows for uh, this one who refreshed him. He, he shared the hurt of people that kind of abandoned him, but he also remembered the people that uh, this man who refreshed him and encouraged him. And, um, and we remember too, right? We remember those people who were like life-giving to us at, at critical moments of our lives. We also remember people who bail on us at critical moments of our lives. <laughs> right? Because some people say we keep receipts. <laughs> now, it doesn't mean you shouldn't be, uh, I'm not saying we should be bitter. I'm not saying we should hold a grudge. But we do remember. That's just human nature. You can't not remember when someone abandons you at a critical time. And you also, you know, remember with, remember fondly people who stand behind you when you walk through the deepest waters of your life. And those are a blessing. And, you know, we, like Paul, say to them or say to the Lord about them, Lord, thank you for them. Bless them. May you show them incredible mercy on that day because of the kindness they showed. And may there be many people who say that about us, that we were the kind of people that, uh, that stood, that stood by, uh, stood with, refreshed those who were going through trying times. Is there somebody in your life right now that's going through a trial, going through some dark waters or, or dark nights and deep waters that you can uh, encourage today, that you can walk beside, that you can refresh? That's a gift to somebody, man. That's a big gift. All right, you guys, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for uh, the Holy Spirit that gives good gifts. And thank you for the gifts that have been given to each and every one of my friends. And Lord, may we today fan into flame that gift that has been given to us, whatever it is. Help us to make the most of it for your glory and for your honor. Lord, thank you for those folks who have walked through uh, trying waters with us and have stood by us and encouraged us. And Lord, help us to be those kind of people for others. Help us to be those who bring life and air into the room and not be those who suck the life out of people. God, we want to be um, encouragers, lifters of others, um, because we know that pleases you, and we believe that that will also point them to you. God, thank you for my friends. May you encourage and bless each and every one of them today. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, my friends. Hope you have a fantastic day today. Enjoy your day. Thanks for spending some time in the Word this morning. You guys, uh, thank you for liking, subscribing, sharing this uh, podcast. Really appreciate that. Thank you guys who found us on YouTube. Thanks for sharing it, being a part of the live uh, episode. We'll see you tomorrow as we jump into Chapter 2. You guys are the best. Love you guys. Have a great day. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.